this, this morning, if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 is what I want to look at here. As Paul writes these words and he says, he says that all scripture is inspired by God. And it is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. How many know that that's exactly what God's Word does for us? Amen? God's Word teaches us morals. Amen? Doesn't it? Yes? Godly morals. Not the, not the morals of this world um, that keep on changing every day, uh, but the morals that God has set in place for our lives and for us to hopefully follow. Paul says that it corrects us when we are wrong. And teaches us to do what is right. As we bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your word which brings life. Lord, I pray, Father God, that I would bring, a, bring your word across. Lord God, in a way that can be understood, Lord. That can also be applicable for our lives. Lord, and as we apply your word into our lives, we will see the blessings. We will see the fruit that is produced. Lord, we would be able to not only see transformation in our lives, Father, but that we would be able to be an encouragement to those around us, that we could uplift those, Lord God, with your word, Lord God, that you have poured into our life, the love that you have shown us, that we would show others, the forgiveness that you have shown us, that we would show others. Father, we thank you, for you have set the example for us. Help us, Lord God, to be imitators of you. Lord, and we pray this in Jesus' name. The church says, amen. So God's word teaches us to do what is right, and it also teaches us uh, what is wrong and what needs to be changed in our life. And I believe what God is, is teaching us this morning is what I entitled my sermon this morning, is to remain teachable. Amen? Remain teachable. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you need to remain teachable. I remember, I remember working um, with this older gentleman uh, at our East Long Beach church, and uh, if, 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 you had, if you had met him, you know, you, you, may have, you may have thought that this person may be set in their ways. Because I may know that, you know, when, when you get to a certain point in life, uh, you know, individuals can be set in their ways. And I remember working with him and, you know, having, having you know, Bible studies with him and going over the Word of God and, and, and having a lot of one-on-one -on -one, uh, with him. And I began to see transformation take place in his life. Now, I grew up in church, and I'm sure, I'm sure many others um, this gentleman's age uh, have seen that same transformation take place in their lives at that point in their lives. But this was different for me because it was an it was a individual that I had a personal um, uh, involvement with, that I was able to encourage, that I was able to, to spend time with. 
And I was able to see how God transformed this man's life. He went from doing things that he, would, he had been doing in the world for so many years, and all of a sudden, he stopped doing those things. That was amazing. I remember him devoting time uh, to, on, on Sundays to things that he had, he had grown accustomed to doing on Sundays and begin to change that and begin to devote his Sundays to God. And I was, I was tripping out. I was thinking, wow, I can't believe this is actually happening. Here this, here this, this 30-year-old is able, to, is able to, to encourage this individual who is, who is more than twice his age. But that's the power of God. And it's also an example of someone who had a teachable spirit. And this is what God desires from you and I. Because how many know that there's a, there's a point in time Way, 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 way back when for some of us, when we couldn't learn enough, when, when you were a child and, and everything was being soaked in, everything, you know, you had a million questions, amen? Remember those days when you were a kid? Or, you, or maybe you look at your own kids now and, and it gives you a little indication of, of, of how you were when you were younger, the things that your parents had to go through with you and I, amen? And I could think of how a child is. You know, you don't, you don't have to convince a child to walk. They do it on their own, don't they? Don't they? They do it on their own. You know, for, for many of you who have, who have uh, already had a child and now have a second child, you know, you want to keep them from walking because you know the trouble that they find themselves in when they get on their two feet. You try to say, oh, no, no, you know, let's, let's slow down this process. You know, I already, I already learned the hard way with the first kid. You know, I wanted them to, I wanted them to walk so bad and now I regret it. <laughs> And some of us even try to hold them back, but guess what? It doesn't stop the process of learning. They do it anyways. And they learn to walk. And they learn to climb. And they learn to, to jump off of things. They're constantly learning. If, you, if I could describe a child, they're hungry to learn. Just as you and I hunger for lunch. <laughs> They're hungry to learn. They want to take everything that they can. And that's why, as I mentioned uh, uh, weeks prior, how my son asked a million questions because that's how he learns and that's, that's what God wants from us. He wants us to be a teachable person. See, if you are teachable, then you are always changing. You're always, you're always learning new things. God is doing something new in your life on a daily basis. He's building you up. He's strengthening you. Those things that you've learned are being cultivated. 
And this is what God does. Why? Because it's always, it's always a going forward process with God. Yes, even though, even though in life it seems like sometimes we take a few steps back, see, God is always pushing us to move forward. He's always pushing us to move forward. He's always, he's always telling you, you can do it. You can do it. With my help, you can do anything. Isn't that what his word says? His word says that you can do anything with his strength. And this is what God constantly does with us, is he's always pushing us to, to, to do greater things for him. Pushing us to, to step out of fear. Pushing us to step out of our comfort zones. I mean, no, we love our comfort zones, don't we? Don't mess with my comfort zone. Uh-uh. You're going you're gonna to hear from me if you, if you try to get me out of my comfort zone. If you try to get, out, if you try to get me out of my, of my lazy sofa. I like my lazy sofa. Maybe, maybe you have plans to watch the football game today. But what if someone called you and says, hey, um, uh, you know, we need, we need you to help out with this or this. We've got to go pray for someone. Are you, are you going to be able to leave your comfort zone, amen, to do, what God, to do what God has called you to do and what he is asking of you? I honestly believe that having a teachable spirit is the most important element of success in our life, in our relationships, in ministry. The most important element is to be teachable. Have you ever worked with someone or tried to lead someone who is not teachable? Oh, man. It's like, it's like you know, trying to trying to get, you know, this thing to, to do something here. It's like, man, you're just, you're just knocking on something hard there. You're not getting through. You're not seeing progress. See, it doesn't matter how young or how old you are. We are never beyond the reach of knowledge. There's always something that we can learn. Always. Every day is an opportunity to learn. Here's some questions that I want to ask this morning. I want you to answer them honestly here. First question, am I open to other people's ideas? Do I listen more than I talk? <laughs> answer that one honestly. Do you listen more than you talk? Am I open to changing my opinion based on new information? How about this one? This one, this one could probably be for the men. Am I willing to ask for directions? Are you teachable? Am I willing to ask a question that will expose my ignorance? You see, not knowing something isn't a bad thing. Because how many know that in life, you're not going to know everything? 
I'm sure probably everyone in here does not know how to perform brain surgery. Raise your hand. I want, raise your hand if you have experience with performing brain surgery. Okay, so I'm right. But it's not because you are not capable of doing it. It's because you haven't sought the training, right? Because I'm sure that there'd be many people in here who would be more than able to do that. With enough, with enough training and with enough time spent, you can learn that. There's going to be things that we just don't have the knowledge of. See, but it's the, it's the not asking the questions in the first place because of pride that gets us into trouble. It's that I don't want anyone to know that I don't know how to do it. And so I'm not going to ask how to do it. You see, that's pride. Pride is what stops us from asking those questions in the first place. Do I admit when I am wrong? Whew, man. And lastly here, do I act defensive when criticized, or do I listen openly for truth? And see, if you answered no to any of those questions, then you're just like the rest of us. That means that there is room for growth in the area of teachability in your life. There is room for, for, for God to work in your life in this area of remaining teachable. See, today you have a choice. And that choice is, will you be teachable or unreachable? Will you humble yourself or will you allow pride to keep you from learning? If there's one book in the Bible that focuses on teachability, it's Proverbs. Proverbs teaches us verse after verse all the wise sayings of Solomon, son of David. The wise sayings of life and that if you, would, if you would apply these things and if you would listen to his words, it would save you from a lot of heartache. It would save you from making a lot of bad decisions in life. It really would. Proverbs 15, verse 32. And Solomon says these words. He says, if you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. Big difference. The individual who rejects and the individual who listens. How I many know it's important to listen? Amen? It's important this morning to listen. Because this is God's word coming across to you this morning. And God is always, always seeking to give you life. He's always seeking to give you an abundant life. And if you are to listen, then you are only going to benefit. But it's that willingness. It's that choice that each and every 
one of you must make in our lives. And how many know that this is what God does, amen? Whenever, whenever uh, uh, he, he gives the promises, whenever he uh, uh, lets us know of, of, of what he uh, is willing to do in our lives, uh, he expects from us to be, to be a teachable individual, to be obedient. I want to look at a few reasons why we need to have a teachable spirit. Number one, number one reason here in no particular order is you will be more likable. How many of you want to be a likable person? All right. You just don't care, huh? <laughs> it is what it is, right? Whatever, whatever goes forward is what they're getting. We all want to be likable people. Amen? We don't, we don't, we don't want to, to be disliked. We don't want to, to be, to be uh, left alone because no one wants to play with us. Proverbs 13, 18 says, Someone who will not learn will be poor and disgraced. He says, but anyone who listens to correction is respected. A person who is teachable is respected. How many of you know some know-it-alls? Oh, man. It's tough, right? It's tough when you're dealing with someone who knows it all. Because you're not going to teach them anymore. Why? Because they've hit a, a, a knowledge ceiling in their life. They know everything. They could even finish your sentences before you even finish. It's those kind of people. They won't even let you finish giving instructions. And they're already walking away. <laughs> I know how to do it. You don't need to tell me. You know, and it's, it's those people, sadly, who have no friends. It's those people who their only friends are, are other know-it-alls. You know, they say, they say misery loves company. And so they just, they just find each other. It's like a magnet. They're, they're, you know, they're giving correction to each other all day long. <laughs> What a fun relationship. But it's that individual that God says, man, I, I'm, I can't get through to this person because they won't allow me. You know, I think of the Pharisees. I think of Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8, where Jesus is talking about the Pharisees. And he says, he says they, 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 they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. He says they have all this head knowledge, but they are not a teachable person. They think they know everything and everything they're doing is right, but they, little do they know that what they're doing is actually wrong. According to my word, God says. And trying to bring that understanding into their life is just like this. 
the Bible says in Proverbs 15, 12, says conceited people do not like to be corrected. How many know that's true? Man, God help us. says they never ask for advice from those who are wiser. You see, at the root of pride is actually insecurities. To say I know it all or to not even ask the question because you don't want others to know that you don't have the knowledge of it. That's pride. That's pride ruining its ugly head to stop us, to stop us from learning, to stop us from taking in God's word or even receiving anything from other people. The Bible says from those who are wiser. Someone said this, they said pride is the only disease that makes everyone sick but the one who has it. (laughs) We don't like to be around prideful people. Why? Because their focus is always on self. It's always always focused on what, what they have done or all the things that they've attained because of me. It's always self-centered, isn't it? But that's not what God is calling us to be. God is calling us to be God-centered, amen? That everything is to be centered upon Him. And that we would take our eyes off of ourselves. So you see, it's in, it's in a direct opposition to what the Bible says we need to be like. Our confidence needs to be in the Lord God's word says in 1 Peter 5, 5, that he opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We know know that humbleness is what our Lord Jesus displayed while he was here on earth. It was that, that humble attitude, that humble heart, that shows us what God is really like. That he could, have, he could have called down the, you know, the angels from heaven to do whatever he wanted them to do while he was here on earth. But because of his humbleness, he chose to do what his father had asked him to do. And it's that humbleness that Jesus has demonstrated for you and I to follow in our lives. That we're not looking for that we're not looking for position here on earth. We're not looking for a title. We're looking for our name to be written on the Lamb's book of life. Amen. We're looking to be called by God a good and faithful servant. We're not looking for a position here. Yes, you know, it's nice to be able to, you know, receive promotions and things of that nature while here on earth, but that's not 
all what God has designed your life to attain and to be. God has called you to much greater. God has called you to humbleness. See, you will be a likable person if you are teachable. You know, I think of those individuals who are teachable. You want to work with them, don't you? You want to you keep working with them. Why? Because they're listening. Because they're actually taking heed to your word and to your instruction. And so guess what? Because they're obedient, you pour more time into them. You use them more. Why? Because they're listening. Because they have a teachable spirit. You don't use the ones who think they know it all. You don't use the ones who, who, who are not able to, to uh, take from you. And this is what God does. God uses the teachable. Also, number two is you'll be wiser. And this is a, this is a given, right? You're going to gain more understanding if you are a teachable person. Proverbs 15.32 again, if you reject discipline, you only harm yourself, but if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. What is your reaction when someone corrects you? I know what my reactions you know, were and how they have changed, thank God. Thank God those have changed, because I had found myself in a world of hurt, not listening to direction. But what is your reaction? When someone, when someone brings something to your attention, how do you respond? Is it with a humble spirit? Or do you get defensive? Oh, you can't tell me that. Are you kidding me? Look at you. Change your own life first. And you're in the prayer room, right? You know, like, <laughs> who do you think you are? <laughs> when your leader tries to bring correction in your life, do you become combative? Do you just walk away and turn a deaf ear? Or do you sit there and actually Take account of your, of your own reactions, of your, of your own actions in your life and what you have done and what is causing now this conversation to take place in your life. Do you actually think about it? Because I'm sure they're not telling you for no reason. All the times that I've been corrected was for a reason. I wasn't reading my Bible you know, in church and someone tried to correct me. I was doing something foolish, and then correction was brought into my life. Why? Because that's God's love. Correction is God's love over your life to bring you back to a place of rightness, of right standing with God, of righteousness. He's trying to bring you back from going down the wrong road. That's God. 
all those times, all those times that I've, that I've had to, that I've had those conversations to me, that was God loving me. That was God, that was God saying, you're mine, I don't want to lose you. I'm going to bring you back. But are we willing to humble ourselves? If a leader isn't teachable, he or she will be resistant to hearing instruction from both God and from others and will likely make little progress in their personal growth and spiritual maturity. How many know that we can learn from anyone? You know, if you're, if you're an individual who says, well, I can, learn, I can only learn from someone who has more schooling than me, someone who is older than me, then you're not going to learn very much in life. I can't tell you how many things that I've learned from my children. The countless things that I have, that I have seen and, and heard my children say or do that I have been able to learn from. And if I had closed myself off to anyone that was younger than me, then I would have missed all those opportunities for growth. Yes, we're learning from you too. <laughs> You'd be wiser. Number, number three, you're going to have less conflict. How many of you seek to have less conflict in your life? You want less conflict, right? Nobody wants to argue. Well, some people do. Ignore them. <laughs> Walk away. You know, if, if, if you're talking to someone and you say how beautiful it is outside and they want to argue, just walk away. <laughs> I mean, come on. Enough is enough, right? You don't have to listen to that. You don't have to subject yourself to all the foolish talk. Walk away. But we seek to avoid conflict. And this is what a teachable spirit uh, helps us uh, to avoid in our life. When you're, when you're humble, when you are a person who listens, you don't get into many arguments. You don't. Why? Because you just listen. And I'm not saying listening, you know, by walking off a cliff. That's not what I'm saying but submitting under the authority of God by submitting under the authority of those who God has placed over your life. As we submit ourselves. Proverbs 13.10 says that pride only leads to arguments. Oh, that is so true. So true. I've had that take place so many times in my life. How many arguments have I started because of pride? How many arguments have I been involved in because of pride? 
Proverbs 9.7 reiterates what I was saying a little earlier. And it says, anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. I mean, a mocker is going to be a mocker. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise, and they will love you. Instruct the wise, and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. See, God is, God is going to help you and I to make the most use of our time. Because I mean, you know that our time here on earth is precious. It's precious. Every second of your life is precious. God, help us to fulfill our purpose while we are here. And we don't want to be wasting our time and I'll say this very carefully, we don't want to be wasting our time on people who are not going to listen. And I say that very carefully. Because God wants us to focus on those who have that ear to hear. Those who are teachable. Those who say, those who you know are going to, are going to take heed to the Word of God. And those who have shut their ear then you let God do his thing. You keep praying for them. You keep believing that God is going to change, amen, their direction, that, that their, their closed ears, amen, that God will send the right person their way and that God will help them during those circumstances that may take place in their life for, them, for their eyes to be opened. Because how many of you know God allows things to take place in our lives for us to get things right with Him? But He's with you. He's with you. He hasn't forsaken you. Thank you, Jesus. See, anytime, anytime we find ourselves in, in arguments, we know that pride is, is, is just right there. Pride is, pride is having, its, is having its way. But when you approach a situation with humility, you're going to have less conflicts in your relationships. If you want less conflict in your marriage, show some humility. Show some humility. Those three words, or it could even be two words, I, or three, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> there it is. You can both say it at the same time. You know, count down from three. I was wrong. It goes a long way. Instead of taking the route of pride, instead of, instead of saying, oh, you know what? Psh, I'm not telling her anything. If I'm going to tell her anything, it's going to be mm, that, yeah. And, and your pride, and your pride get, will, will, will take over, and it'll, it'll keep you from having peace in your home. And this is what the enemy seeks to do. The enemy seeks to bring conflict. 
He, see, he, he seeks to bring all this divisiveness. But God wants to bring peace. God wants to bring unity. Amen. This is what God seeks to do. And so you follow that. As our pastor says, you follow peace. Amen. Follow peace in your life because that's from God. So the question for you this morning is, will you be teachable or will you be unreachable? Because the choice is yours. God has given each and every one of us that same choice. Will you remain teachable? We were teachable at, at, at some point in our life, and many of you are still teachable today. Thank God. And you know what? I believe that you are here this morning because you are teachable. You made it to church this morning. I don't think you came to church because of pride. I think you came to church in, in humbleness. I think you came to church because you wanted to learn. I think you came to church because you want to know more about God. Because you want to worship Him. Because you love Him. Maybe someone invited you. Well, you're in the right place this morning. You're in the right place this morning. This is right where God wants you to be. You see, God does have a plan for you. It doesn't matter what you've done. He still has a plan for you. But all you have to do is remain teachable. Just like when you were a child and you were learning and you were learning and learning each and every second of your life. God says, you keep that going. Don't stop. We don't stop learning. We don't stop gaining knowledge. We don't stop gaining understanding. As time goes, God is going to reveal things, amen? He's going to reveal why you, why you had to go through that 20 years ago. And as you're able to encourage someone else who is going through the same thing, God's going to open your eyes. And you're going to say, wow, God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you got me through. I'm thankful that you use everything for your honor and glory. See, God is for us, church. He's not against you. He's not. I don't care what the enemy says. God is not against you. 2 Timothy 2, 2, as the worship team comes forward this morning. Paul says these words, and he says, You have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. He says, Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. And see, what I see here that Paul is describing is generational building. Because Paul says, all right, I need you to teach others that are trustworthy people. And Paul is pretty much, he's pretty much saying what Solomon said. When he says that you teach trustworthy people, what he's saying is teach people who are going to listen. He reiterates it. And so he says, as you teach these people who are going to listen, they in turn will teach others.
and it just keeps going and going. And as you teach your children, your children will teach their children, and their children will teach their uh, children, and it will keep going for generations to come. Do you believe that? Do you believe that's possible in in your family? Then let us start doing it. Let's start teaching our children, our grandchildren, those around us, those that, are, that work with us in ministry, those that we encounter outside of this church building. Let's motivate. Let's motivate to be a teachable person. Let's stress the importance that God has placed upon a teachable spirit. That there is no moving forward unless you are teachable. Sadly, you can't be used unless you are teachable. And if you and I seek to be used by God, that's exactly what it's going to take. As every head is bowed, every eye closed this morning. God loves us. Through his word, it shows us that he loves us. Even through correction, it shows that he loves us. This morning, for those who are here who do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, God loves you. God loves you. And this morning, we want to pray with you. And if you say, you know what? I want to commit my life to serving Jesus Christ. I want to do that. The Bible says that you will be born again. What does that mean? That means you have a new beginning, a new start, a fresh start. That God and his forgiveness is going to do exactly that. All the things that you've done, I understand things, decisions have consequences, and that's just a part of life. But know that God has forgiven. He doesn't hold it over your head any longer, as you might. God chooses to forget those things. He chooses to take you in to his loving family. As every head is about every eye closed, if that's you, just raise your hand.